This is Sound and Vision from KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. The Australian group The Avalanches released their third record at the end of 2020. It came out 20 years after their debut album called Since I Left You. But the Avalanche's latest, We Will Always Love You, features guest appearances from MGMT, Blood Orange, Leon Bridges, Tricky, Sampa the Great, and many others. And it takes you on a cosmic journey. It was inspired by the Golden Voyager record. The Golden Voyager record was sent into space in the late 70s and was filled with sounds, music, and greetings from around our world. I spoke with Robbie Chater and Tony de Blasi of the Avalanches about their latest record. Robbie started off by discussing what inspired him to make the album and the love story behind the Golden Voyager record involving its creators, Carl Sagan and Andrian. I mean, initially the, the release began as, um, it was a kind of a personal, from personal introspection, Tony and I, I guess, are a little older now and we were thinking about things like our mortality and our journey through life and um, the dark periods we've come through personally. And so we're kind of thinking about bigger themes, I guess, and, and who are we really, what are we made out of, and what happens to us when we die, and all that kind of stuff. And also as sample-based artists, we were starting to reflect on what it means to sample someone's voice, say, from an old record from the 1930s or the 1940s, and they would have long since passed away, that singer, but their their voice lives on through our music. And, and we're thinking about the nation, notions of just vibration and bigger bigger cosmic scales and, and, and uh, how... The human voice can sort of live on and it's almost like we're summoning spirits or something when we summon an old an old record from a long time ago and then about halfway through making this album we came across the beautiful love story of Anne and Carl and how they fell in love while making the Voyager Golden record and this record was designed to last for a billion years and be floating out there through the cosmos maybe long after planet earth is no more and in the hope that um if intelligent life discovered it one day, they would learn something about our planet and it was filled with the sounds of planet Earth and Chuck Berry and whale songs and the sound of a baby being born and different human languages. And, and Anne had the idea, Andrew, and had the idea of recording her heartbeat and brainwaves and encoding them on the golden disc as well. Um, so maybe intelligent life could one day learn something about our biology. And the day before she was due to have those scans done for the golden record, Carl Sagan proposed to her, and she tells the beautiful story about how <laughs> um, the the heartbeat of a young woman madly in love is now forever captured and will be floating out there through the cosmos forever. And 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 when we came across this story, we were just like, that is the most romantic, beautiful thing we've ever heard. And it kind of summed up what we were exploring anyway. So. Uh, we we spoke to Anne and she gave us permission to use her image on the front cover of the album. But also, you know, it's like she was making a, a like a mixtape from Planet Earth, you know, and that's kind of what we do. So we just felt this beautiful connection and it inspired us to finish the album. So did you end up using some of the samples from the Golden Voyager record on this album? There are a couple. Yeah, there's a couple of bits and pieces mm. in there as well. Because I'm trying to think like, you know, I'm thinking about some of your tracks like Ghost Story... or solitary ceremonies or carrier waves. Where do some of those sounds come from? Those sounds are all, I mean, those tracks are largely sample based, but we wrote the main songs that you mentioned earlier as 
at the beginning and then it just felt like something was missing and we needed these uh, moments of these transmission-y, static-y sounds in between the songs to just finish, complete telling the story of the album and, you know, there's samples in there. I mean, YouTube is full of um, mediums who claim to, you know, be able to contact the dead and they use these voice box recorders, which are these little static machines that, and, you know, there's there's guys saying, you know, that they've spoken to Karen Carpenter and they'll ask her about her drumming or her life and there's this weird blast of static come through. Are there any spirit beings present who could please bring forward the spirit of the late singer Karen Carpenter, please? And he says this is Karen communicating with him and he will interpret it for the audience. So there's all those kind of samples on there as well. <laughs> there's a lot of weird stuff on there. <laughs> <laughs> When you're making this record, was there a certain sample that you stumbled upon? You're like, whoa, this is so amazing. We have to use this. Or it had a fun backstory like what you just explained. Oh, I mean, there's there's so many, actually. It's all that kind of thing. I mean, we were ending up making drums out of these staticky blasts from these ghost box recorders and stuff like that. But I think one key sample was the... Uh, the Hammond song by the Roaches and they actually sing the line, we will always love you. And that was like, I mean, making an avalanche's record is about joining all these kind of dots, I think. And that line just by, by the Roaches seemed to encapsulate so much and it all, we will always love you. It almost says the same thing as Anne and Carl's story in a different way. with so many artists on this record I mentioned them in the beginning and you know I understand you have some artists in mind before you were you went and recorded them and then you you'd kind of let them know what the overall theme is of this record and then I'm curious what happens next like do they come back with the song and you kind of flourish around it or do you kind of have a song ready and insert them into it so I guess like what I'm asking is you know are you more kind of like a director where you're guiding them through the creation or are you a producer kind of they give you something and you and you create something new out of it or are you kind of a collaborator where you know you're you're creating something together in real time yeah I think um it it just depends on the different artists it's Sometimes a vocal can come back and it's complete and we don't really have to do anything to it. Other times, I think, you know, Robbie was in LA with Leon Bridges and they both went in there with, you know, just a kind of sketch of of the track of Interstellar Love. And, you know, I think it was like one or two days and came out and and together kind of came out with the vocal. Sometimes we get a vocal back and we have to chop it up and kind of arrange it a little bit more. So, so it's definitely dependent on the artist as far as how that, um, how that process works. It's 
sometimes it'll just give you like a solo track and that's it and that's all you have at first no no it always starts with we write our songs always begin with a sample and we always have this this piece of music and then um often we'll sit on it for six months or longer till we can think of the right kind of voice and it's almost like sampling in a way we're thinking of the tone of someone's voice and the timbre of their voice and the spirit of the music they've made in the past and then when we come up with the right idea like say Sananda Maitreya for example or, or whoever it is will reach out or, or Perry Farrell and and hope that they maybe know who we are and they're open to the idea and then a, a back and forth begins. Sananda Betreya is best known by his former stage name Terence Trent Darby who is popular in the late 80s. Here's the Avalanche's song Oh the Sun featuring Perry Farrell of Jane's Addiction. Love is Was there a track on this record where you feel like the vocalist really brought the song to a completely different level? Yeah, all of them. I mean, I mean, purely from for me, just from a, a listening point of view, and you know, kind of just being in awe was I think Sananda Matreya, like his vocal on Reflecting Light. Like I still listen to that. I hadn't listened to it for about two months, maybe, and then listened to it, and his vocal is just like from out of space. Life herself is habit forming. The sound of his voice is incredible. The lyrics, like, I just listen to that and I always think, man, it's almost a perfect song. Like, it just, he really just knocked that out of the park. Reflecting light from reflecting light. Reflecting light from reflecting That one for me is, is a massive standard and probably Kurt Vile on Gold Sky as well, which is just that kind of lazy, rambling, country-esque performance he put into that was, was amazing. I gotta tell you, I'm feeling just the right minimal to maximal amount of shattered by life. My brain reads like an open book, a shack up from the walking plank. I traveled down that mighty rocky road a heavy weight upon my broken bones and if i die before my time my last request the trusty croaker an ample handful of painkillers billy barrows above my vision i have been reborn yeah i've been reborn we're pretty lucky because we got we got so many really great performances from these guests and they gave so much of their time and their um you know, their talent and everything like that. And, and we're forever grateful for that. You know, I'm listening through this album and, and the song Overcome stuck out to me. And I, you know, I think it's, you know, this, you know, 2020 in particular, you know, a big national conversation around race came up. And I just feel like listening to that song brought a whole new meaning to it. And I'm just curious how the song Over Overcome came about. That came about, I think it was like a three-way jam between myself, Tony, and our collaborator, Andy Sakaris. But yeah, it just, that, uh, once we found that really old sample, it just it just sort of seemed to resonate through, I mean, we were in lockdown in Melbourne, we were in a really, really tough lockdown. It just, it was one of those perfect samples where you just sort of know, well, it's, 
it's a beautiful theme and then people will be able to overlay their own life story onto this or maybe it'll connect with people whatever they're going through on whatever given day wherever they are in the world at that at that time so we, we love samples like that 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 have a feeling but don't say too much and then the listener's story become part of the story as well I mean, speaking of lockdowns, um, I actually have family in Melbourne um, where, where you all are based. And I remember talking to my cousin, what would have been your winter, our summer? And you know, she's like, we can't travel within, you know, five miles of home right now. You know, she has family that was like more like 30 miles out um, and just couldn't go anywhere. And, you know, just you know, had lost her job. And, you know, Australia took lockdown very, very seriously. And here you are now living, able to live normal lives, unlike the rest of us. But, you know, how did the lockdown impact you personally? But also, you know, I, I read somewhere that you also had to take on some government assistance, like as musicians through all of this, you know, not being able to tour or things like that. Yeah, it was definitely really really tough i think we did was it 200 days of of lockdown last year i think which is you know obviously over half the year and it was it was a really hard lockdown um, we couldn't leave the house for more than an hour it was an 8 p.m to 5 a.m curfew like you said we couldn't leave more than five kilometers which is even less than five miles <laughs> from where we were so like i've got five brothers and sisters and they're kind of spread you know everywhere so i just couldn't see anyone um and yeah, like like we had um, a big tour planned, you know, starting in May last year um, with like All Points East, which is a great festival. And you know, it was it was it was very disheartening. We we kind of had to really, you know, pull the the resources of you know just overcoming, I guess, this these kind of hard conditions to really just get through the year. Um, but it was really tough, but it was really tough for, for everyone, I guess. So it was kind of like that feeling of everyone's in this together. It's, it wasn't just us. So, um, yeah, and, and now obviously we've come through it and it's pretty good here now. It is. But but you're right, like we took it very seriously, but there's also a very high price for people like businesses. Like the city was dead. Businesses are closed. A lot of them aren't back. You know, like a lot of people have faced financial ruin. There's a huge toll to people's mental health. I mean, I don't think there's any perfect way to handle the coronavirus you know so we're back to somewhat normality I mean we can all go outside and stuff and but there's sort of no events happening or anything like that and yeah the cost has been huge on the city like the city's not the same and I don't know if it ever will be back to how it was yeah yeah that's wild well I've been speaking with Ravi Chater and Tony de Blasi of the Avalanches about their new record we will always love you thank you both so much and congratulations on the record Thank you. Thanks, Emily. That was Sound and Vision. And by the way, next week, the broadcast version of this show is celebrating its second anniversary of being on the air. Join me in celebration by sharing the love and sharing this podcast with a friend or subscribing, rating, and reviewing this show because it helps with the podcast algorithm game. 
And if you really want to spread the love, consider giving a one-time $20 donation at kexp.org sound to support this show. But most of all, thanks so much for listening.